So I'm just going to take you to the Bible, Mark chapter 6, verse 39. So I'm going to read it. It says, Then Jesus directed them to have all the people sit down in groups on the green grass. They sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties. So after that, you guys know what happened. So Jesus, uh, the, the people were hungry. There was 5,000. You guys know the story? There was 5,000, and before Jesus did the miracle, he told everybody to sit in rows of 50 and 100. Okay? So then Jesus took the loaves and fish and gave thanks. He distributed them amongst everybody. And when everyone was full, he said, what did he say after that? Gather all the little pieces of bread... So that there's none that is wasted. Okay, so so the miracle has a few parts, right? He shows up. He uh, he tells people to get an order of fifties and hundreds, and then he thanks God for the bread, right? And then he breaks it. He gives it to the disciples, and they hand it over. And then he says, "Okay, I want you guys to pick up every crumb, and I want you to take it." Hallelujah. So let's look at Exodus chapter 26, verse 1. It says this, The tabernacle you will make with ten curtains. You will make them finely twisted with twisted linen and blue and purple and crimson yarns with cherubim, the work of a skilled craftsman. The length of one curtain will be 28 cubits and the width will be four cubits for the one curtain. One measure will be for all the curtains. Five curtains will be joined together and then you're going to make loops with edges so if you look at what I just spoke about the miracle that Jesus did and then I read you uh, the instructions about the temple what can you what can you tell about God God is very precise he's very organized you see how Jesus started the miracle he did the miracle, and then how he finished the miracle. So in Second uh, Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11, it says, And now, my friends, goodbye. It's strive for perfection. Listen to my appeals. Agree with one another. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Strive for what? Perfection. perfection. Strive for perfection. Does that make you cringe when you think about perfection? Mm -hmm. no. yeah. So look, let's look at the word perfect. Okay, there's two parts of the word perfect. Per and fet. Okay? Per, there's a lot of words that start with per. Per means through, throughout, thoroughly, entirely, utterly. Per, performance. Utterly with form. You have thorough form. Permission. Passing through. Hallelujah. Okay, so let's look at fact. Can you say fact? Fact means make or do. Thoroughly do is perfect. Utterly do, entirely do means perfect. Have you ever had perfect cheese? Mm. 
Yeah. It's moldy, but it's perfect. You could be perfect and be moldy. Okay, so fact. Perfect. Another word that has fact is effective. Effective. Okay? So we're going to look at that word tonight because I think we get scared of this word called perfect. Hallelujah. It's like it almost hurts. Ouch. Perfect. First John chapter 4, verse 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Who here wants to be loved in a perfect way? Come on. Thoroughly, entirely, utterly, through in and throughout, in every way, loved. Because fear has to do with punishment. He that fears is not made perfect in love. If there's something that you're fearing, there's a, there's a part of you that's not experiencing perfect love. Quality love. Who here wants quality love? Mm -hmm. Let's look at that word, quality. Quality love is careful love. Calculated love, intentional love, mature love. Okay, let's look at Philippians chapter 1, verse 12. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, when you encounter trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Allow perseverance to finish its work, that you may be perfect. And complete. Not lacking anything. Okay, so 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 there's a there's a first part of the verse, and then there's a second part. The second part talks about perfect. What does the first part talk about? Perseverance. Can I say this? Perseverance leads to perfection. Perseverance is your ability to continue to deliver with excellence when you're tired. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Perseverance is one of the greatest and most spiritual aspects of love. If your love does not have perseverance in it, is it love? Oh man, I just, I'm going to do a little. <laughs> <laughs> a dance? Yeah. Danny dance. Hallelujah! Come on! <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> a praying mother has perseverance. Why, why, why do kids love their mothers so much? Because they per persevere. Do you know the value of a praying mother? If you're a mother and you're praying, watch out, kid. 
Watch out. You cannot run. You cannot hide. Because the hounds of heaven are coming for you. Right on. Do you ever feel like it's impossible to meet certain expectations? Have you ever tried to make your best effort for someone only to be criticized? Yep. <laughs> a couple amens. Yeah, Have you ever felt like no matter how hard you try, that it's never good enough yes. for some people? Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so tonight, what I wanted to do, I want us to feel in the deepest part of our hearts that all of our efforts are seen by God. I want you to feel understood and motivated to continue putting out the effort needed to see positive change. Mm -hmm. Should I repeat that? Mm -hmm. I want you to feel understood and motivated to keep putting out the effort needed to see positive change. Perseverance. I want us to become skilled in everything we do for excellence to be a standard that doesn't feel burdensome. Excellence to be a standard that does not feel like a burden. Where you're just walking in excellence and quality. Whatever you're producing has quality in it. And it doesn't feel hard. Hallelujah. Who wants that? So last week I talked about aligning with Jesus. How to recalibrate your life. How things, circumstances outside of us, which we have no control over, hallelujah, hallelujah. happen to us and get us off whack. Yeah. Anybody ever feel like off center? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I was talking about how to recalibrate yourself as you're walking in your life. It's good to just make little adjustments. Hallelujah. And it's easier to make little adjustments as you go than, than to wait. Come on. So today I'm talking about something a little bit different. I'm talking about quality in contribution. Quality in contribution. So you see, recalibration is something's already out of whack. So you're trying to, you're trying to <laughs> remake it uh, straight. Quality and contribution is, is you, when you're bringing a contribution, making sure that it's sturdy so that it doesn't fall out of whack. Things get out of order if they're not built with quality. So there's a story of a guy, he was told to build a house, okay? And he had to cut a hundred two-by-fours. So what he did is he cut the first two-by-four, he measured two-by-four, he cut two-by-four. And then he took the two-by-four and made a line and then cut the other two-by-four. And then he took that two-by-four and he put it on the other two-by-four and put a line and he kept doing that. Hallelujah. That's not a good idea, right? No. If you're aiming at the wrong thing, if you're aiming at the copy of the copy, you're not aiming at the right thing if you're trying to build. So quality has to do with understanding the protocol, understanding the right way to do things, and 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 doing it according to that. Hallelujah. You guys agree with me? If you, you, you got the blueprints and then you're following the blueprints. Mm -hmm. 
Hmm. So, in the Bible, when you look at the Bible, every time the word perfect shows up, if you look at other translations, the word mature is there. So mature and perfect is similar. Okay? A, a banana that's perfect, it's matured just the right way. Right? Tastes good. It's not green anymore. Maturity is knowing the proper protocol and applying it effectively and according to the situation in our actions, our reactions, our behaviors and attitude. I think I got to repeat that. Maturity, perfection, maturity, is knowing the proper protocol how to do something in the proper protocol and applying it effectively and according to the situation. Depending on the situation. In our actions, in our reactions, hallelujah, in our behaviors, in our attitudes. Obtaining and applying a perfected mindset is what we're looking at. Okay. Here's the best way you can measure quality for your life, okay? I hope you guys will listen. Who wants to do things with quality? And we're going to look at what quality actually attracts in your life. When your contribution has quality in it. Okay, so let's look at that. Why is it important? Okay? Of bringing... Contributions of quality. That's, I'm telling you guys, when you're intentional about quality, next thing you know, you're actually attracting quality people in your life. Not someone that's got darkness and flies and demons going around their heads. Hallelujah. That's not the kind of person you're attracting anymore. The violent type. The angry type. The rebellious type. I, I'm not saying we don't minister to those people and we don't love those people. Hallelujah. But we don't marry them. Can I say that God wants to bring quality people in your life? And sometimes that seems foreign to us. Because maybe we feel like we don't measure up or something. But a quality person will actually try to bring you up with them. Hallelujah. They'll try to motivate you. They'll try to love on you. They'll believe in you. They'll try to open doors for you. Who here likes people that wants to open doors for you? As you come to church, and as you stay committed, as you persevere with one church, hallelujah, and you come even when you don't feel like going. Okay, number one, good quality gets, gets noticed. It attracts honor. Hallelujah. Samson, you guys remember Samson? Samson was so, so strong. But the problem with Samson is that 
he was kind of rough around the edges, right? What he did was not precise with quality. He just grabbed a, a jawbone and started killing thousands of people with a jaw. Like, he didn't even bother to grab a nice knife that's, he's like, I'm going to grab a jawbone. I'm just, you know. <laughs> what happened to Samson? People did not honor him. If you think of Samson, do you have a lot of honor in your heart towards Samson? Like, like, what did he, like, he got his eyes plucked out, and he ended up going around in a circle, like, in a cave, like. Why? Because for him, it was all about strength and looks. Quality attracts honor. The opposite of what Samson lived. Number two, good quality is long-lasting. And God showed me, you know, uh, Miriam in the Bible, Exodus 2. What did Miriam do? When they, when they put baby Moses in the water, they sent him out. But Miriam, what she did is she followed him with quality. She had her, like, she was awesome, like, hallelujah, followed him around, right? He survived. Moses survived. You know how important that was? That Miriam kept an eye on him? You know, like she was... Her contribution was so excellent. Number three, good quality attracts favor and prosperity. You guys agree with that? Yes. Who here likes to buy a lot of things at the dollar store? <laughs> Would you buy a pregnancy test at the dollar store? No. I'm sorry if you ever bought one. Good quality enables trust. Trust is the most important currency you could ever have. Hallelujah. Trust is worth more than money. You can get money again. Can you get trust again? <laughs> when you do things precisely with quality people trust you Hallelujah. Come on. number five good quality prevents complications last week I was talking about fixing all the complications this week I'm talking about preventing complications number six good quality brings glory to God can I hear amen on that? Amen. First Chronicles chapter 28. So now my people, in the presence of God, and in the assembly, who here likes the presence of God? The presence of God. I just want more. The assembly of all Israel, the Lord's people, I charge you to obey carefully everything that the Lord our God has commanded us, so that you may continue to possess this good land, so that you may hand it to your succeeding generation. And to Solomon he said, My son, I charge you, to acknowledge your father's father's God and to serve him with a whole and perfect heart and a willing mind. He knows all of, of our, our thoughts and desires. If you go to him, he will accept you. But if you turn away, he will abandon you. You must realize that the Lord has chosen you 
to build his holy temple. Now do it, and do it with determination. David gave Solomon the plans of the temple for the storerooms and all the other rooms. So see, God gave him a protocol to follow. And then it says, uh, verse 20, Be confident and determined. Start the work and do not let anything stop you. Hallelujah. The Lord God whom I serve will be with you. He will not abandon you. I love that. But he will stay with you until you finish the work and be done. So God is always with you, but he's going to be with you in a, what, a special way. He's gonna, there's going to be a special empowerment, a special anointing. When you're building God's temple, when you're building His church, there's a special anointing that comes on you that's different. Things start feeling different. You get excited about life. Malachi chapter 1 verse 8, it says, When you offer blind animals for sacrifice, is that wrong? When you sacrifice lame or diseased animals, is that wrong? Try offering them to your governor. So what is God saying? When you come to me, come with quality. When you show up at church, show up with quality. When you show up to work, show up in quality. And we're going to look at that as I'm going to finish right now. Col Colossians chapter 3 verse 23. What does it say? Whatever you do, whatever your task may be, work. So how can I apply myself without feeling a heavy burden? How can I bring quality without feeling a heavy burden? Whatever you do, whatever your task may be, work from the soul that is put in your very best effort as something done for the Lord. Everything you do, if you do it unto God. You show up to work and you say, God, this is unto you. Work's not going to feel the same. No. Hallelujah. That's the secret. Why should I put God first and give him all the glory? God is the perfect example. If you put him first in your life, you're going to learn from God himself how to deliver quality. How can I become motivated to apply myself to see positive change? Anybody here need motivation? Okay, let me repeat the question. I, I'm, I'm going to finish, but I want to read this. How can we become motivated to apply ourselves to see positive change? Here's the secret, guys. It's the revelation. Persevere long enough to get a taste. Once, how do I pers How can I persevere to apply myself to deliver quality in everything I do? Don't try it for two weeks because you're not really going to get a taste of what it's going to feel like. Deliver with quality everything that you do with perseverance until you taste the fruit of it. And once you taste the fruit of it, you're motivated because you don't have to motivate yourself to do it anymore. 
Can I hear amen? Hallelujah. Come on. How can I become motivated? How can I become motivated to apply myself to deliver with quality everything I do? How I raise my kids, how I treat my wife. Because what happens is we try hard, right? And then we try for two weeks. Anybody with me? Mm -hmm. It doesn't work. Persevere until you get a taste, a real taste, until the check comes in. Hallelujah. Persevere in prayer until you get the breakthrough. Wait in the upper room. Persevere until the Holy Spirit comes. Once you get a taste of the, Do you know that after that, they had a taste of the Holy Spirit that they didn't even have to try to preach? They didn't have to wake up. Oh my gosh, the alarm's on. I got to go preach today. No. They're like, man, I had a taste of this waiting and this perseverance of me being perse persevere and applying myself and being quiet and applying myself in unity. Hallelujah. And when I got the taste, when I got the taste, when I got that taste, mm, I want to heal everybody. I want Jesus to heal it. I want to preach. I want to keep going. Hallelujah. I started this business three years ago. I kept persevering. Hallelujah. When I get a thousand dollar day, hallelujah, I get excited because of now I doesn't, it's not hard to come to work anymore because yeah. I tasted of the fruit of my perseverance. Hallelujah. God is so precise. If you, like, that's why Jesus did the miracle. He's like, okay, like 50 here. 50 there. Okay. Okay. Everything's in order now. He got everything in order. He did it with quality. He thanked the Lord. He broke it. And after all's done, he picked up everything. He cleaned up the mess. That's Jesus. He's different. How can I display excellence in everything I do? Ask questions. Confirm that you understood correctly. Evaluate. Look at people's response. <laughs> Why don't we just stand up? Jesus. I just want to encourage you for 2020, guys, because you know what? Once you taste it, I want you to taste what you've been persevering for. I want you to taste it. Can you believe God right now? It's going to be so easy to be motivated. With everything we do. Amen. I just pray right now for the taste. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Once you taste, you never go back. Don't stop until you've tasted, guys. Oh, Jesus. So right now, I just bless everybody in this place, God. I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for what you're going to do, God, this week.
May your name be magnified. Amen. Be glorified, O oh God. 